ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, producer Mr. E. Thank you, thank you. So I just wanted to start the show off today, guys, by telling you how much I hate Max. Just a quick little side tangent about that. (laughs) Doing this again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Doing uh, this again on air now? I write. You recently uh, have been telling everybody about a new show you're watching, and you've been pimping this thing pretty hard. Which one? There's a lot of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, whatever show I'm on, I pimp pretty hard. That's pretty good. So uh, this one is Wait, okay. called Below Deck, or is it Below Decks? Or it, 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 No, it's called Below Deck, but oh, bro, wow. You just brought this up out of the blue, but I have I fucking went from never watching Below Deck to it. I fucking love Below Deck. It's such trash, but it just it just hits me in the right trash way. And that's the thing. It is hot garbage. And Oh, I love it. I don't usually I don't usually go in for that sort of uh television entertainment. I'd much rather do some scripted stuff, but uh-huh. uh I've been watching and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's so Oh my god, I'm so excited! But I, I don't even—I almost don't want to talk about it. I want you to just keep watching it. Oh, I hate myself for loving it. And oh, I, me too. And I, I hate you we'll get for over it. making me love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God you damn. do. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I, when I first started too, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I should need a girlfriend to watch this or something. <laughs> I'm like watching it by myself, right? I'm like, this feels like a couple show that I'm like, fuck, because I don't give a fuck because it's so compelling. I, I mean, it really is. It's not the trashiest thing you've ever recommended but True. it's uh it's well, it's up yeah. there it's up there anyways like i said yeah so i don't want to get too obsessive about it but i just love the idea of the captaining and stuff it almost gives me like a low-tech star trek vibe like this is like a star <laughs> trek crew but like a very just dysfunctional one well we were playing PUBG the other day yeah. and all the PUBG people uh-huh. uh, one of them in particular chief said something very funny he said um he summarized the whole show, summarized it by just saying, oh, I can't believe they're asking me to do my job. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what all these people complain about. Ah. I know. Anyway, that's perfect. Tangent over. For sure. For sure. Did you watch the uh, Dune trailer by chance? I did. I okay. did. I watched it twice. And what's so funny about it is I, I mean, I guess I noticed the monotone, like colorish, which I liked. Uh-huh. It wasn't like super bright. But uh, what I, my, my first thought when I watched the whole thing was, I've never seen the original Dune movie. I was going to so, ask that. So uh, I was more like in a good way lost. I wasn't like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this looks cool. But I'm sure there was a bunch of things in that trailer that if I had seen the movie, I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. like, I, I don't even know if this is a remake or a continuation or what it is. Look cool. I think it's a straight, straight up remake. I know there's several books in the Dune series, I believe. Six, I think, reading okay. comments of the trailer. And question mark. I have six? seen the original. It didn't make okay. much of an impact on me. Um, okay. And I don't <laughs> know anybody beyond like someone my parents' age that are like, oh, you should read the book, you know? For sure. So I'm just wondering how relevant that story is going to be to us and our times. And maybe they're grabbing that. Uh, older than us market you know like people like remember when do was the only shit you could watch right back then boom <laughs> it was a remake brah what was that stuff they're all like it was like first of all what is this momoa sauce that's going on i love it because jason momoa but he's in everything now everything like, hey you want something to be cool throw jason momoa in that shit throw him in there <laughs> i've been loving him since stargate atlantis bro but i love that it's taken off but like 
he's just all over the place. Hashtag new Terminator. That, what? No, I'm not. That's not anything. I'm just throwing Jason it out there Momoa? that he oh. would be a good Terminator. <laughs> what? Jason Momoa as a Terminator? <laughs> that's hilarious. Did you also see the uh, Star Trek 3 trailer? Or the uh, Star Trek I Discovery did. Season Discovery. 3 trailer? I did. That one that's like, bold new things. You don't know what's happened. We're in the future now. Y- yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but uh, everything I hear behind the scenes is talking about how uh, it might be shelled, shelved after this season. So oh You always know behind the scenes stuff. Do you know, actually, way off tangent, do you know anything about the Mandalorian behind the scenes thing? I saw some article somewhere it was like, Pedro, Pedro Pascal has walked off set of Mandalorian. And then also, hey, no spoilers, because I don't but they were saying something like he's not very much in the the last part of season two. Is this this is all very unverified bullshit that I'm just saying? But have you heard anything like this? I haven't, but uh, it doesn't surprise me simply because he's a big star. You know, he, he's got a name uh-huh. and he's got some clout, and uh-huh. his character is just a dude in a mask. And so, ultimately, they don't really need True. him on set. True. All they really need him to do is come in once a week to do some uh, uh, voiceover work. voice and stuff. Yeah. That's Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen yeah. Mandalorian, but I think I've heard that before. Even I know you're not a big Star Wars fan. Mandalorian itself is sick. You almost should like just walk into it, be like, forget everything and just watch that. Yeah, it was Even right. though it'd be nice to know if you... It was I. Right. <laughs> it's cool, man. I don't know, man. It's pretty hyped. Is it not overhyped? It's sick. I think uh, it's a little overhyped. I think that first season was a bit lacking for me because it just felt like there, there was there's nothing going on. It's just like, oh, watch the Mandalorian do this this episode. Well, like, watch him do this. <laughs> <In> the <Star-> <laughs> <laughs> if you're a true Star Wars fan, even though I failed all the tests and shit, uh, we've been we've been fed hot garbage for years. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, hot garbage on a plate until I mean, told to love it. So when John Favreau came in, at least made some kind of lovable and so and then yeah everyone glommed all over it so in a star wars sense it was a success and rogue one that's about it yeah ones are hot garbage well i'll make it force awakens a little bit of love but not much like literally like i'd give it like a pet and then like get out of here never want to see you again see yeah i enjoyed force awakens in contrast to everything else we got i agree with that uh, let me see. Do I have any other movie stuff here that I wanted to talk about? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, New Mutants the other day. Oh, I've seen the trailers for that. So, How was that? Are you allowed spoiler-free or should we, is this a spoiler podcast? No, this will be a spoiler-free review. Um, if you're not familiar with New Mutants, it's uh, an X-Men spinoff that was originally produced by Fox. And then um, when Disney bought Fox Entertainment, they had the film and uh, it had to be released in theaters contractually. So they couldn't release it to like streaming or anything else. Um, And so they just kind of picked now to release it. And uh, I saw it in a drive-in and it's a fairly dark movie. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm watching it on a... Do you mean dark visually or like a dark, like, oh, it's scary? uh, I would say both. Oh, okay. Both. Uh, Tonally, it was pretty dark. Uh, the themes that it was dealing with were pretty dark. And then uh, visually it was pretty dark. Um, but overall I enjoyed myself. I thought it was fun. Uh, 
we will never get to revisit these characters and actors and whatnot in this uh, situation because Disney is essentially uh, restarting the X-Men franchise. Oh, so I see. So whatever this is, is just like a one-off. You'll never see it again, like a what-if adventure almost. Totally. That's exactly what it is. Because it was, it was meant to be under the Fox X-Men universe. And then it got delayed mm. for, I mean, like five years, I'm sure. Something like that. Like, uh-huh. it, it should have premiered a long time ago. I think Macy Williams, is that her name? Um, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones? She's in it, yeah. Yeah, she's in it, and she's young in it. <laughs> like, that's how old this movie oh, is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been on, like, just on the shelf for that long? I didn't realize that. For sure. They just had, like, conflict after conflict after conflict, and then uh, Fox didn't like the movie, and they wanted to reshoot it, and then they were bought by Disney, and then COVID, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, it was fun. It was a nice little uh, psychological adventure, which was uh, it was different than the standard um, superhero action movie where it's just villain, you know, uh, dramatic set villain. piece one, yeah, two, a, three. Is it true it was the worst X Men movie of all time? No. Okay, <laughs> I'd say That's the, what I've heard. No, no, I'd say the Last Stand or uh, that first Wolverine movie pretty bad oh gotcha <laughs> yeah go, i've never seen the la- the new is that bad though that's what How i would seen. you want to bet it all takes place in someone's mind at the end it's like oh that w- and that's what would have happened if i had invented the thing longer <laughs> <laughs> well just hit him with the sopranos and fade to black <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that it's kind of like the what? Oilers. not necessarily takes place wow. all in someone's <laughs> head but there's a lot of psychological misleads and you know, ultimately you're kind of getting down to the root of why all this is happening at this place and these people and blah, blah, blah. Again, I don't want to spoil it. So it, there's going to be a lot of blah, blah, blah. Spoil it. Spoil it. It's the, it's the worst you said. Uh, yeah, no, I give, it, uh, I give it six out of ten. It was fun. It was fine. Six out of ten, huh? It had I usually see seven out of ten. Six is when I have to think about it, but I'll probably see it because I like Nah, dude. See, this was a bit high for me. I usually thrive in the five and under range. Five and under what? Five out of ten range as far as movies. Oh, Jesus. He's not lying. Yeah. We all went That's a crazy crazy overstatement. <laughs> or you're all over. You start from one and just like want to <laughs> I watched, have a whole back. Take yeah. the scale, reverse it. I watched a Godzilla movie the other day from the 60s. Oh, it was awful. It's fucking awful. Oh, did you watch it twice that day? Just confirm <laughs> it was awful, or I had to know. Just, just the ones. And then I wrote a thesis about why it sucked. Okay, so um, I'll, I want to talk to you guys about a video game on uh, coming out on a really cool new system coming to you guys in a CBS near you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, this is this is a story about a man named his name is Foon Turing, and uh, he made it possible to play a uh, the nineteen ninety three Doom. On a pregnancy test. <laughs> okay, so many questions. Um, so Doom, the oh, original yes. Doom, right? The 3D one with the pixelated graphics. 1993s, and... exactly. Okay, like the eight, yeah. And one on my a... favorite games. Do do pregnancy tests have digital screens? Yeah, evidently this one brand does. Like it doesn't get go into the brand, but there was a picture of it. And um, see, that's funny. All the actually, ones like, I've uh, ever uh, used don't have digital screens. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? that's weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand it, man. Fucking a conspiracy, man. Um, 
But I liked what he said actually about the the pregnancy test because I guess in our earlier tweet I actually sent you a link. Oh, we'll, we'll look at it pretty soon. But uh, on his Twitter, uh, he broke down the pregnancy test earlier and he found uh, what was inside was a eight bit microcontroller comparable to what you would have found inside early PCs. And then he also said he's like this thing is probably faster at number crunching and basic I/O than the CPU used in the original IBM PC. <laughs> It's in this pregnancy test. So now we have pregnancy tests that are smarter than the lunar lander that landed on the moon. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like, <laughs> is this something we need to pee and throw away? It's a tiny disposable computer. So, you know, he did his little hack foo over there. He's, 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 you know, some hardware botting, basically. And yeah, he was able to, uh, the game run, runs for a little bit on the, uh, the tiny monochrome 128 by 32 pixel display of the pregnancy test. And you could just about make out what's going on the, on the little monitor. There are walls and floors and doors, pixelated corridors. I like what the article said. Actually, it's like, it's the suggestion of doom. Yeah. I mean, does it look good? Can you actually play it? That's what I I sent you a link. So we can either take a little pause as you look or look live as we all watch together. But it's this top one here. It does not look good. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, it looks great for a pregnancy test. Steve going down the corridor and shit. Oh, okay, it's not bad. You know what? There's no grayscale in it. It's just black and white. Oh, okay, cool, nice. I didn't even notice the type of shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like the pixels don't—they're either on or off. They don't have like a like a gradient value to where they can get, you know, higher definition out of it. It's just black and white. And I guess you can see pretty well, you know. It, some, I mean, yeah, like if there's a pixel moving on the screen, chances are it's a bad guy. Like it's a bad guy. Then you get close and it kind of pickles pixels up, but it, it's kind of a trip, right? We're, we'll have to post this somewhere because it's fucking blowing my mind. Like, like what he said, pretty much. It's a small little computer at this point. We're just tra- throwing the trash, and this kind of reminded me of uh, remember that topic, uh, collapse OS we did earlier on in the show. Yes. Um, pretty much like one of our first episodes. And it was all about this type of operating system. And I remember the word microcontroller in that topic too. It was all about re reconfiguring the microcontrollers to do whatever you want with things. And now right here is some dude fucking up with the eight bit micro fucking with the eight bit microcontroller and, you know, getting doom and shit to play on it. So maybe in the future, we just like go to CVSs and get a bunch of pregnancy tests and a bunch of PS fours and PS threes. And we just have a bunch. Somehow we, use that report i guess in the future i don't know I, that's all the that's all i had going i thought you i thought you'd have something but i don't know no i <laughs> it does remind me of the collapse os and for those who are not familiar it's a um apocalyptic operating system that uh, in the apocalypse and you need to crunch some numbers or calculate something you hack a cash register or most any technology you have around and uh run this operating system on it and it's a way to uh optimize the electronics a treadmill or something uh he was also able to get um the intro to skyrim to work on it oh, nice. where, you, where you wake up yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah oh you're awake <laughs> that's awesome you want to hear a fun fact about doom yes at one point doom was installed on more computers than the windows operating system oh wow Ooh, that's yeah. cool yeah yeah for sure Damn, that's how much of a hit it was back in the day I wonder if... Is it like the first one? You could just like go... That was from your perspective? Yep. Nice. Makes me wonder if there's any other programs that can make that claim. Oh, yeah. I doubt it. I don't know. Maybe like... Uh, 
Tetris. Microsoft, no, Microsoft Word would require Windows, right? Yeah, I'm thinking like an Adobe Tetris product, like an Illustrator or Photoshop, because that's cross-compatible. Oh, or, yeah, there you go. Something like that would probably be it. Or even like an antivirus software. But then again, why would that be on a Mac? So never mind. Porn software. <laughs> um, let me see here. Oh, I've got a great story here. So I'm going to start at the beginning. Researchers at Hawaii Institute of Geophysics think that the Earth's oxygen may be rusting the moon. Dun, dun, dun. Right. I thought that was a trip because we were talking about Mars the other day and how it loses uh, water during hot seasons. It loses it to space. And so maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons it doesn't have a lot of water on it. And uh, I believe Mars is red because it's rust, isn't it, too? Isn't that why it's the red planet? I think it's because it's rusty. It could be. It could pretty, be. Pretty sure that is that. Now I'm like, you know, that's like, a, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Like, you know, I'm saying it out loud. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's why it is. It's all rusty there. And that's probably that lends credence to the idea that there was water and oxygen on Mars long ago. Because you For need... Sure oxygen in order to interact with iron to create the rust. I see. Uh, so uh -huh. starting with the moon, the moon is made of earth. Literally it broke off from earth billions of years ago and, uh, entered orbit around earth. So, uh, earth is comprised of lots of iron. And so naturally the moon is comprised of lots of iron. Iron. Yeah. Uh, now earth has oxygen, obviously. So those are your two components. The third component is the sun, which generates solar wind that is constantly blowing on Ooh. Earth. And what they're saying is Earth loses oxygen to these solar winds. Solar wind's a bitch, man. Like, that's some trippy stuff. There's like, we got to learn to sail that stuff. Right? Yeah, man. Uh, so when the moon passes through the debris from Earth, it's exposed to the oxygen through that little that tail that is formed. Um, and it's taken billions of years to rust the moon. And like you were saying there, the moon doesn't look rusted in comparison to something like Mars. Sure. And so uh, what they suspect is happening is that the hydrogen in the solar winds actually counteracts the oxidation effect, which is why this is such a unique find to find rust oh. on the moon. And they counteract each other. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. uh, and so it, it also makes me wonder why uh, Mars is the color it is. You know, if it's constantly getting beat up with no you atmosphere. Know, I was sitting there just thinking, you know, like, like someone somewhere, somewhere's like, no, it's because of the tint of this, you idiot. That's why it's red. Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing it has something to do with the idea that uh, Mars was probably exposed to the oxygen for a long period of time, whereas the moon. Uh, has no atmosphere. You know, it's just kind of getting our leftovers. Yeah, it just it's kind of it's getting like a nice like spray in the face for a second, then it just kind of all blows away. Yeah, and not, yeah. And they're saying that it's this rust is mostly affecting the poles, the north and south pole of the moon, meaning making them heavier. <laughs> exactly. As soon as it's just gonna crush into a dome. yeah, it just collapse. <laughs> um. And that makes sense because it would be the area that would get uh, the least amount of kind of solar wind activity. If you just, if you're, you know, a broad face is going to get more activity mm -hmm. than uh, something that uh, lets the wind pass right by it and over it and not interact with it. That's not the real reason it's rusting. That's just the story they're telling us. Why would they even tell us the story then? 
because they have to cover up what's really happening. What's really happening? Optimus Prime. Prime. That's all I can remember from Transformers. It's just me, Prime. <laughs> That's what's rusting up there. I don't think they. Well, no, I was going to say, I don't think they rust, but uh, Megatron was pretty rusty in one of those movies. Well, there you go. I don't remember which one. Evidence right there. I've got some good COVID news if you want to hear it. I, is there, Yes, is there such a thing? Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that for later. And I want to tell oh. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should have. I'm sorry. I should have done this. <laughs> I should have come off your video game story with my video game story. How dare you? Yeah. Work on your transitions, bro. We've all been thinking it. Hey, I'm still now mad I'm at you. It. I still hate you, guy. Good. <laughs> anyway, have you guys heard of Mario Kart Live Home Circuit? I've heard of Mario Kart. Have Can't say I have. Okay. Prepare to have your minds blown, people. Okay. It's Good a reposition. So. You guys are all familiar with Mario Kart, obviously. Uh, yes. 90s kids. Uh, so it's a remote control car with a camera on it networked to your Switch. And the camera okay. will feed your Switch a uh, augmented reality view of where the car is driving. So are you familiar with augmented reality? Yeah, like uh, Pokemon technology, pretty much. Yeah. Pokemon Go technology. Yeah, it's where you you have your camera looking at uh, the room around you. Always. But when yeah. you look at the screen, you're seeing goo-gahs and doodahs on it. And <laughs> yes. Doodads. Doodads. And so what it's meant to do is turn your environment into a racetrack. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you, you place these little this cardboard. No, this is for the Switch. Oh, okay, okay. So you place these little cardboard gates which uh, help form the track. And then you just race using your switch as the controller and the screen. And it sounds like a great time. There's videos of it. The actual, so you actually get like a little RC car that actually moves. Absolutely. Wow. You basically just set up your own tracks pretty much. And then the augmented reality makes it looks kind of cool. Yeah. How, how do you pick up items? So, uh, through the augmented reality, you will pass through uh, the question mark cubes just like you would in any other normal game and cycle oh. through items and you can shoot, um, you know, turtle shells at people and it will temporarily stop them. You know, they don't they obviously don't go up in the air and do a flip and all that normal stuff, but it just stops them dead. It slows oh, them down. Oh, it stops the car. Yeah. Holy. How does it? What if you drive off the track like in, like I always do? There's no little man to put it back on the track. Are you just fucked? I assume they would restrict your speed like they do normally. You know how you kind of slow down when you're off the track? Ooh. I assume that's the way okay. it would work. Uh, so you can race the PC or up to four other cars. Would there be boosts? Oh, I'm sure there's boosts. Like, it's, like, it's like faster even? Oh, I'm sure. I think there's oil slicks too where, you know, maybe it just cranks your wheels to the right and you just you just kind of can't control it maybe because then the, it'd do that same gimmick if you hit a banana too or something like exactly exactly um the current player models right now that are available are mario and luigi and uh actually they're not available yet they will be available on Aug- october 16th so of this year yeah write this down really soon do you get 
It's funny. I like Mario Kart. I own that game, but I just don't play that often because like, I suck at it. I'm more of a like. Uh-huh. I just, but that sounds fun if you're controlling an actual RC car, right? I own the game already. You have to own this game, or you just have to own this little by part. You just have to own the car. You have to have the car. I mean, if if you brought your Switch over and I had my car, you you wouldn't do anything without your own car. Oh, I know. No, yeah. I'm saying, okay. like, like, yeah, I want to make sure I don't have to buy like some other game, like the VR game, sixty bucks. I already gotcha. have the game. No, this one will be uh, $99. Okay. And uh, uh, again, okay. October 16th. How big is it? And durable, I wonder. Uh, you know what? Um, about yay big. I'd say um, I'd say probably if you fold an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper in half, it's probably about that big. Oh, okay. I think Pretty maybe big. even smaller. Dude, there's going to be like videos of like cats on the like, <laughs> on the way no no well so the last time i spent 99 dollars on some novelty nintendo put out it was the nintendo oh, labo cardboard thing yes yes as and you got your 90 you guys fun out of it yeah well i mean i built it and then played it once or twice and i was like this program is hot garbage the <laughs> the the idea that uh, your switch controllers can be hooked up in this way and uh, recognize um, uh, reflective strips to tell it certain things was amazing. Like yeah. the one I had was the backpack and um, you would hook the strings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You would uh, hook up your arms and your legs to it via strings and, you'd walk around and lift your leg and it would know you were lifting your leg and all based on just this controller sitting back here, reading some reflective strips moving up and down. It knew where things were. Yeah, the idea is awesome. It really is. I mean, they make pianos out of this and all sorts of weird stuff. People have created some really cool stuff, but it just makes me wonder, is this a Labo too? Will I buy it and only use it three times? Yeah, it's either, either going to be that or it's going to be impossible to find. And there's going to be like underground, like people like in underground, like Fast and Furious, like races using these things. And people are going to be hacking them and making sure they always go with like the boosted speed and shit. Like you, you, you're cheating. You're cheating. All sorts of shit. Well, that was my other thought. Like, I'm a fairly savvy person. I think I could take this thing apart, 3D print some other pieces for it and make it go faster and not necessarily mess with the programming. But like if you change oh. the wheel diameter. Like you like can make it like adding like spoilers and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Interesting. yeah, I, I was, I was thinking like program it somehow to like go, always go fast, never react to shells. See, that's beyond my capabilities, but of course. I think I can turn Mario or Luigi into uh, like Bowser or uh, someone else I want to play as. That would be sick. Right. Or a Kirby. Although I'd probably wait for the official Kirby. Do they have Kirby in, in Mario Kart? I don't think yeah. they do. Why would they? No, yeah, what? He's Why? not, he's not Mario. He's Kirby. Mario. He's not a Mario character. Who cares about that? He ain't lying. Yeah. See, Mr. E knows. Well, Come I guess on, I can man. get the I guess I can be the ghost. Yeah, well, there you go. Boo. Yeah. He's kind of Kirby-like. Yeah, he's he's round. And then and... you paint him Kirby, and then you paint him to be Kirby. There you go. Now you're thinking with portals. Yeah, I want Mur- I want Kirby in this thing. <laughs> That's why I don't like the game. I'm Kirby for life, bro. But I, I found something really interesting. We're always doing all these treasures and of people like either finding treasure or people hunting for treasure or putting on treasure like contests well there's a new one coming out and it's about and if you win it you actually get a candy factory out of it oh 
like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Like a pretty much. Yeah. Huh. That is kind of like the setup. It's uh David Klein is uh setting this up. He's one of the original inventors of the Jelly Belly uh name, pretty much, and the the bean, but he's not with that company anymore. And he plans to host a series of scavenger hunts with gold tickets and a chance to win the key to the candy factory. Uh that we will not be named. It is not named yet. Huh. Okay. But still sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And a scam. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, do you have to uh, pay like, to play? Is it like that other one we did? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is posted under the uh, the business name Tricky Treasures, which is described as an interactive treasure hunting experience in North America. So participants I, yeah. pay forty nine ninety nine formally bucks. Well, hang on. Formerly, their name was uh, Scam You First Treasures, but that didn't fly. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Scam You for Treasure. Now it's com. Tricky tricky Treasures. Come now on. Now it's Tricky Treasures because they're so tricky. I know. I know when I'm reading this too. Like this. So they pay. So it's 50 bucks standard, and, uh, which takes pla- and, and then the treasure hunt takes place in every state. So only 1,000 tickets are sold per state. And then everyone who buys the tickets eligible, eligible to win the, the grand prize of the factory. And if you, if you find the ticket, you win $5,000 as well. Let me find the ticket. That's cool. But dude, I already doing that math. What a fucking Okay, so fifty bucks times a thousand, right? So that's uh fifty thousand dollars. Okay. And then fifty thousand times uh fifty states, I looked, it's two million basically it's two and a half million dollars. Ooh. Although so- then you have to obviously I guess pay for all this stuff and the prizes and shit, but still like whoever runs these I don't want to call them treasure scams, but they always feel like <laughs> they seem like treasure scams, right? And like, so I mean, but he swears it's legit. Well, it's the guy who made Jelly Belly. Come on, like how bad can he be? Um, he says it's legit though. I just I want to know more about the factory. I mean, what do you what are you getting? Are you you're you're getting the land? You're getting the factory? You're like, do you have to all of a sudden take over a business? What the fuck's going on here? Like, yes, <laughs> I know. Do they say the the factory is valued at nine point five billion, or do they, do they say anything like? No, actually, I like read what the article says. The, the, like it goes, the mysterious candy factory is the ultimate prize. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, okay, okay. Here's what I like to say: some people are calling him a scammer, but he's like, no, it's legit. But many of the people who are signed up, they're not really sure what they've signed up for. The details are still fuzzy yeah. on when they'll receive the riddle, the riddle that leads to the whatever is going to lead to the, you know, the $5,000 thing. And so they're, they're not sure when they're going to receive the riddle, where in the state the gold ticket will be, and what shape the factory that they could win is even in. Like, they, there's no, like, picture of this factory. Yes, yeah. some factories. Like, it was funny. There was even, there was some on the forum. This is, like, going to into it, but, like, on one of the, one of the articles, like, oh, on the Facebook forum, they know he has an abandoned factory here. Are you winning this abandoned shitty factory? <laughs> there's no, there's no, no one knows. No you one know knows. what, you know what this probably is? The factory is the new candy bar coming out. Like this is all oh, just it's called the factory. Uh-huh. It's called the factory. Do you remember uh, years and years ago when Hooters was uh, giving away a Toyota to uh, oh, one I of their do. waitresses? And yes. the waitress that won was given a toy Yoda. Like a Yoda from Star Wars. Yeah. She ended up suing Hooters and winning. (laughs) Yeah. No, because she's like, what the fuck? Like, for sure. I have heard about that for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is a scam. This is a scam. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. But also, if you win the the candy factory, it also comes with full ownership of the building, a candy making course at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, 
And then whoever claims the candy factory can create their own candy company. And then Klein, he said, he will he'll offer his expertise if necessary. So, but this person will be handed the keys, and it says full ownership of the building. But that and a candy making course. See, now that's tricky language. It's full ownership of the building, but do you have to pay, pay rent? rent on it or something? <laughs> yeah, Probably. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like the more I'm reading into it, too. Like this is like these. I want to set one up, we, but like actually have a prize. Like this is going crazy. I mean, I can't. Oh, I, oh, here's the thing. I can't imagine the California Hunt is already sold out. Oh, okay. That's what's crazy too. I mean, fifty bucks is not a lot. I mean, it is and yeah. it's not. You know, depending on how serious you want to be about this. I spent seventy five I mean, for a frivolous title, so I'm not one to talk. For sure, like I said, it depends on your you know level of affluency. But for sure, if something that fun, and if you are going to try to hunt it down, it could be fun to do. But what do you think about it, though? It's already sold out. Just like boom, that's fifty thousand dollars right there. And then he's gonna, and then he's gonna give out a five thousand, and then whoever finds the tag gets five thousand of it. Where's the other forty-five go? I don't know, Bucko. But it's, 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 I don't know. It seems like this weird. It's like a lottery, isn't it? It's almost like a lottery. Well, I mean, it's, it's like a legal lottery. It's a lottery with skill behind it. You have to decipher some clues and get up off your ass. You can't just go to the liquor store and buy some numbers and hope your ship comes in. For sure. That is part of it. The guy was saying it's like encouraging people to go outside. Have a deal. <laughs> well, Great. I think I'll drive to uh, Nevada and pick myself up a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you want me to get you one? Yeah. How about you, Mr. You want one too? Mm, yes. I'm tr- I want three actually. I don't, can you Even do that? <laughs> No, you're right. <laughs> no, but I'm going to resell them for a hundred each. Now, see, I don't, I doubt you can do that yeah. simply because I'm scam the scammer. Huh? I'm going to get by. I'll, I'll go. I'll give them the 50,000 and then I'm going to say, okay, now everybody's buy it for a hundred for me. Well, you know what you yeah. could do? You could buy them. What? Like you could buy your extra tickets in like your mom's name or your aunt's name. Or, you know, your your dog's name or some shit. Well, I guess not your dog, but I'm something. I'll get the same riddle. So it's like all these tickets go to the same, like, okay, here's the same riddle. Well, that's Because only one person can claim it. And it's, a, it's a one person or family. So it's like, pretty, so yeah, well, like. This is your dumb idea. Why are you buying multiple tickets? I Because I just wanted to think how dumb that was. God, and it I was. you, Max. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so some good COVID news here. Okay. So last week I told you about how... Uh, AIDS cured itself in somebody, right? Remember that? That was fun. Yes. Something yes, that was cool. Coming out of 2020, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's some other stuff. Uh, the U.S. is starting to open up now. So just a quick list of some things that are coming back. Uh, the Dallas Symphony is among some of the first to return. Uh, finally. <laughs> New York casinos uh, are cleared to reopen. They had casinos? I mean, I think every state does. God, I'm ignorant as fuck. <laughs> Probably, okay. yeah. Um, theaters. Probably not good ones. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. Theaters are reopening yeah. across the U.S. California has moved several counties into the red color zone. That's good. Which is a good <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> From black. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the, the California moved over to this, like, color grading system, and, you know, we've... We're, we're not quite to chartreuse yet, but who knows? Um, Here's <laughs> yeah. So with that, you know, things are starting to open up. We might be back in person soon. Who knows? 
That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw this, but Rick Moranis is back. I did know about this. Yeah. Yes. He's coming back, baby. Honey, I shrunk my my childhood <laughs> for whatever, dude, because for sure. I love the I love those movies, by the way. I love the wacky scientist trope so much. Yes. Um, he was in a mint mobile commercial with Ryan Reynolds. I saw that too, actually, randomly. <laughs> yeah, the commercial was a bit lackluster and whatever. But Imager likes him, so I saw it on Imager, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's Rick Moranis. He can he can do anything he wants. <laughs> And then also the last piece of good news coming out of 2020, the Kardashians are going away. Huh? Yay. Well, the show got canceled, right? I don't think they're going away. No, no, no. That's even better. Last I heard, they were all going to go off on a uh, cruise and then they were going to sink it and go away. They're going to go to adventure. Yeah, they're all going (laughs) to Jamestown themselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. So things are getting better. I wouldn't call this the... Best year ever, you know. Actually, it's yeah. probably the worst year ever. So, scrap that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty weird one. I was reading this uh, article about um, they were scanning for low radio frequencies in the sky, and the article was like, "No alien technology was detected over ten million stars." Huh. And of course, I was like, "Fuck you, article." Right. Just because yeah. we have like, a cup of ocean water and there's no whale in it doesn't mean whales don't exist. Thank you. That's thank a- you. Thank you. I will have a similar thing to say in about a couple paragraphs because for <laughs> sure, dude, like, but as soon as I just read that article, like this is one of those bullshit suck my dick articles, but <laughs> there was some cool stuff too. So I went, I went on with it anyway. So what they did, uh, they used the, the Murchison wide field array MWA. So I'm going to call that now in Australia. And they found none of the techno signatures I like this term, techno signature, that might be expected within the range of the telescope, pretty much. But again, that's kind of bullshit because we don't know what alien technology would even be like. Well, I mean, if it's likening it to ours, are they trying to detect electromagnetic fields or radio waves? They're trying to detect very low frequency uh, radio waves. Okay. Uh, Kind of like similar to FM waves because like on Earth, uh, the those waves can leak through the ionosphere and in theory someone could detect them if they were close enough but then this article goes on and on talking about like pretty much as like the as a as a radio as radio waves grow less intense they, they grow less intense over distance pretty much so as they get farther out there it's harder to like distinguish them and Basically, like some of our earliest radio signals are out there. Like um, our first radio transmission was in 1895. So in theory, that was like roughly 100 years ago. But wow. 100 light years away, Earth's radio waves would be indistinguishable from background noise, period. So it's kind yeah. of so if we're trying to. Yeah. So if we're trying to get someone else's radio waves, it's just going to sound like nothing. Well, because that's the big joke. There's like, you know, we've been beating TV out to space since the 1950s. So somewhere in deep space is I Love Lucy. But like you were saying, ultimately it doesn't matter because those waves have since lost all their strength and are indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's why, and also this article went on to save it too because even though 10 million stars seems like a lot, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing because a little slice of the Milky Way uh, is only 10 million. Basically, they think the Milky Way has 100 to 400 billion stars. And of course, it probably has more because it's always more in all these damn things. So the only scanning these 10 million is like no big deal. And like Mr. E was saying too, 
even though, <laughs> even though um, this seems like a really big study, like 10 million stars, the amount of space we looked at was the equivalent of trying to find someone, something in Earth's oceans, but only looking in the volume of basically a large backyard swimming pool. So we barely looked at anything. And of course, alien technology could be completely different than us and all that stuff. But I still like the idea of this study because the last thing of this study was talking about there's a new uh, telescope, a low frequency telescope being built in Western Australia. And in theory, it's going to be like way more sensitive and in theory could detect nearby planetary systems if they did have these FM links or something like that. So maybe as we get more advanced in our, in our, I don't know, our microphones, for lack of a better term, start getting more advanced and we start listening to the space, we maybe we, we might start deciphering some signal out there, possibly. Yeah, I feel like we just need some super sensitive equipment and then uh, enough data to really uh, pick through and distinguish the unnatural unnatural variables within it, right? And then determine that that is something somewhere. I propose the, uh, the better than most things radio low frequency bridge. And we just start throwing all these spheres out there and we just... And then they'll start detecting microphones and they'll transmit that information to the next one. And we'll just have this big anal bead chain of satellites <laughs> as far as we can out there. We'll just keep building them, just keep building them. And then eventually we'll just get so far out there, we'll start detecting things that we never thought possible and different directions. And actually, I bet you it would help too, because then it'd be like Twister, you know, Twister, all the sensors, they went everywhere. And they were like, oh, now we understand that the wind moves uh-huh. in a circle. Like now, so- now all these all these sphere sensor things will will start detecting winds and solar things if you're going uh, to uh, 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 it's not a bad idea uh, my yeah, my only it. problem with it is if you're going to just, anally probe the universe with your beads, oh yeah i am gonna do that yeah then <laughs> does that make earth a piece of shit because like you're talking about the sphincter would be relative to wherever you put the beads and no, earth's the giver we're the giver. Oh, we're putting the beads into the universe. Oh, I guess you're right. We are a participating we're, party. Yeah. We're participating in the debauchery where I think <laughs> we're inserting the the beads. Speaking of Florida or Australia, yeah, yeah, bring it on. Here's one of our favorite games, Florida or Australia. I'm going to tell you guys a crazy story, and you guys are going to guess whether it took place in Florida or Australia. Yeah. You should start like. Getting the information of like who's won, who's lost, like what is it? Has it been like three Floridas and two Australias? Is it always <laughs> like I'd be curious about that information? I'm sure somebody could tell us. Uh, so this is actually a COVID 19 related story. So local COVID 19 uh, social gathering rules are coming under fire in this area. Quote unquote, adult parties are considered high risk. Like swinger parties? Essentially, swinger parties. Uh, okay. And the government isn't necessarily cracking down on swinger parties. All they're saying is, uh, you know, comply with uh, contact tracing. So know who was there. And if you caught something, tell everybody you uh, fucked around with. Oh, my gosh. Now, meanwhile. Don't eat ass. Yeah. Well, the, exactly. The don't CD, eat ass. The CDC is like, don't eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, outdoor gatherings like weddings and whatnot are restricted to the number of people that can show up 10 to 30, and then you can't dance with each other. Uh, you know, the wow. wedding, the wedding communities out there are really like throwing up a fit because, you know, these people can go fuck over here in, by, in the dozens, and, but we can't 
do a father daughter dance here or any of that. So were we talking like last week about how it's like you can wear a mask, but you could you could bang each other, but you have to wear wear a mask. So it's like that same idea where I guess if you're dancing, you're transmitting the virus, but if you're banging, that's all right. You just transmitted babies. That was it. That was a uh, Canada came out and said, uh, you know, you should, Canadia. yeah, you should wear a mask while fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah. Cause you're less likely to catch COVID via vaginal fluid and semen, but you are Let's... likely to catch it by eating poop. <laughs> so Did I always wore a mask while having the, having the sex. Usually it was the Freddy Krueger one. Sometimes I do the Michael <laughs> Manson one. <laughs> I was going to say leather with the zipper, but yours are much more colorful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so folks. Power Ranger ones. Do you think this story comes from Florida or Australia? Let's start with uh, you, Mystery. What do you think? Got to go with Florida. All right. Maxi. I kind of want to say Florida, too, actually, this time. This doesn't seem very Australian. All right. Is it locked in? There's no down under. Down under. Yeah. I didn't hear it once, so. Florida. Here it is. This story comes from Queensland, Australia. You didn't do down under once. You're a liar. You should have said down under. That would have been the clue. Well, I definitely omitted several key uh, clues here. For one, brothelized prostitution is legal in Queensland, Australia. Oh. So ultimately, this is an industry coming up against another industry. The wedding industry versus the uh, prostitution industry. And this is not the first time those two have butted heads. Say, those, those are long-time enemies. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, that it's interesting because it makes me wonder, like, the government can't – they understand that they can't control your bedroom, right? They get that. So now they're they're just trying to they put – suggest. Yeah. Strongly suggest your bedroom. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to put uh, precautions in place. For these events. Wait, are you saying I can't eat ass? No. In fact, (laughs) when the government came out, when the U.S. government came out and said that, uh, that was true. And then I heard a study the other day that's saying uh, COVID can live in your gut bacteria for quite some time, thus reinforcing the idea that uh, you can get it from poop. From the eating ass. Yeah. Okay, well, you keep me. I want to know when I can. (laughs) I think once you get inoculated, I think that's the only the only way you can safely go back to eating ass. Damn it. Excuse me. Anal fellatio. Anal Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> get it right, my friend. Get it right. So I thought this was kind of funny. So um there's a there's a frog that was thought extinct, but is now it has been detected in Brazil. Is this the scrotum frog? No, but it reminded me of the scrotum frog a little bit. Okay. Well, because this is, it's been, the key word here was it's been detected. They haven't been, it hasn't been found, but it's been detected. Okay. How do you detect a frog? There you go. Now, now you're starting to think of portals because this is what's so weird about it. Because like I said before, it's like this undiscovered species. It's called uh, Megalosia biocanonesis. <laughs> uh, like I've, I've tried like four times. I don't get it. I even looked up like pronounce and there's nothing. So, Megalosia biocanonesis. Anyway, this, that's the name of this frog that was thought extinct. So what these what these scientists did to, to detect it, they have not found it, was um, they used a technique where they searched for the environmental DNA, the E-DNA, which I had not heard of. Huh. Um, 
And yeah, this allowed the scientists to confirm the existence of that species of frog in this area. So environmental DNA, is that something like like poop or pee or saliva or something it leaves uh, behind? It's always poop or pee or something on the show. <laughs> uh, well, what they said here is like the, re- the researchers collected samples from local streams. Who knows oh, what the fuck's in there? Okay. And then in the laboratory, they extracted the samples. And then using today's technology, DNA stuff is so precise, they can allow for individual genus and species to be identified. Oh, wow. And so that's what that's what it means. We're like, they detected this frog. Oh, yeah. Okay. This frog that they thought was extinct. I guess it's unextinct that they've detected, not found. <laughs> this frog has not been seen since 1968. Ooh. Something's, yeah. So there's no way, they said there's no way of knowing the population of the, of the species or how healthy they are. They just know they de- they detected one. So I, the whole thing kind of, kind of interested me because they were like on the hunt for this frog, but they're like, they're detecting it, but they haven't found it. But there's evidence that it was there. And I didn't know you could test like a water system and just like be like, oh, here's this frog, this this one, this one. Like, so the idea that they're starting to do that is pretty cool. Yeah, that is interesting. I'd never heard of the term environmental DNA. It yeah, it makes sense from like a detective standpoint to obviously test the surroundings and uh, look at your peripherals for signs of life, whatever you're looking for. Yeah, dude. Like, um, I mean, this is also cool because you can maybe like what other lost extinct species can we find? Maybe just like we know they have to drink water here or do something. Well, immediately, and, you know, Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Yetis. I'm like, hello. Finally, we'll get to the bottom of him. Where he's hiding is his. Well, they did his Atlantis-like cave. They've done sequencing on the lock to find Loch Ness. We did we did that story a couple episodes ago, and uh, it turned up nothing. Actually, there was a recent sighting at the lock, too. It's like the seventh this year. Oh, really? Seventh. Semi-credible, that is. You can't test for magic, bro. She has some magic resistance, so it just fucks up all the tests. We all know Nessie's there. Well, we all know he summers in the Atlantic, too, so you got to... It's true. There's like tunnels in the earth. Goes past the ball people, but like they they have a truce, (laughs) and then jumps out (laughs) of the other side. (laughs) <laughs> I like that they have a truce. Um, I don't know how it is. No, because I think they've they've sequenced uh, Bigfoot hairs as well, and they always turn out to be a wolf or a bear or a. Uh, that was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like I want <laughs> just like I want to believe like in the Bigfoot thing because I think that'd be sick if it existed, but it just seems highly unlikely that it's like this this monster that we just never see. It's like always like oh, just out of it's always oh, there. It's almost there. Well, I'm oh. still uh, I'm sticking with your theory. I don't know if this is yours originally or you've picked it up somewhere, but the idea that uh, Bigfoot is a trans-dimensional being that can open portals and disappear at will, and then also, yeah, and then also yeah. that he is naturally blurry, so you can't take a picture yes. of it. <laughs> yes, no, those are like those are kind of internet theories at this point, and like the 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 uh, dimensional being thing. I heard a long time ago for a lot of stuff like the chupa. That's I heard chupacabras. That was the first thing I heard about the idea of like a, a dimensional being that just like kind of phases in, kind of like oh, eat some eat some goats really quick. Somehow it like maybe goats let let off some smell that they like, and they kind of go yummy yummy, and then people come and they go oh, and they phase away. So maybe there's some sort of, you know maybe there's some sort of bigfoot phasing to this, but they just love forests and, and rednecks and go oh, oh, and they just phase away like in two seconds and that's why actually if they're phasing away they'd be blurry huh if he's like walking away like gotta phase now hurry they're looking at me and they said he starts phasing out so your your good camera's like he's fuzzy he's fuzzy he's gone 
where has he gone? Right, then, he just disappeared know, behind the tree. He just yeah. fuzzed out of existence. And then he comes there and like breaks your neck, takes the camera, <laughs> destroys it. That's where all these hikers go. Maybe that's like where half these hikers are getting lost from and stuff, right? Just he phases back in with his invisibility cloak, like you know too much, and just takes <laughs> 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 them out. <laughs> hey, well, I have a story here about DNA sequencing. As a matter of fact, oh, neat. So let me take you back three thousand years to the Bronze Age. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Almost, almost. Oh, okay. So there was a battle on the banks of the Tolanese River. Lots of people died. Okay. Nowadays, archaeologists are finding tons of skeletal remains. And they've given them to a couple scientists who have sequenced the DNA of 14 skeletons and discovered something odd. Apocalypse. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here now. What does he say? I am here, my children. There's some <laughs> shit. See, that was a bad movie, but that wasn't quite as bad as uh, X-Men uh, Origins or... Uh, I wanted to like that movie. Sorry, I wanted to love that movie so bad. I still like it. I think it's fun as I a... I don't mind it. There's some badass scenes. It's a villain. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's an omnipotent villain wrecking shop. Like... That alone is fun and super difficult to write around, so I give them props for that. And anyways, so anyway, these archaeologists gave these uh, skeletons from the Battle of the Tolanese River three thousand years ago. They gave them to a bunch of scientists who sequenced their DNA, and they okay. discovered that they all shared more DNA with a reptile than any human had ever before. <laughs> okay, I made that up. Really? Nope. So Are you serious? Yep, totally. I'm gonna <laughs> pull your eyeballs out. I hate you. So much. That, that actually was. Even as I was saying, I'm like, that's really interesting. Like, then I'm like, lizard people. I was like, wow. I already went a thousand different ways. I. I knew you'd bite anyway, on that one. Yes. <laughs> Damn so you. no, what they actually discovered is that these people couldn't digest milk. Dude, that's fucking. There's people now who can't do that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, dude. But all 14 of these people were missing um, a crucial part of their DNA that. Uh, helps humans digest other animals' milks, like cow, goat, blah, blah, blah. Yak. Some lactose, something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, what they're calling it is uh, the idea that a mutation occurred somewhere within the last 3,000 years, at least in Europe, that helped uh, humans drink milk. And the the idea that humans can drink milk, that is called... uh, this is the most Harry Potter scientific nonsense I've ever heard. It's a lactase persistence. Oh my God. I want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine. Lactase persistence. Yeah. When you do that and you point your wand at somebody, they just start lactating. Like just. Oh, I was just thinking like (laughs) milk just shoots out like. Like. (laughs) I want everyone in the room to lactate. Lactate persistence. There was a guy who had uh, in the movie, in the movie, this TV show Misfits. Uh, it was about weird powers. He had lac- lactokinesis, and he could, he could control milk and milk products with his mind. <laughs> Jeez, wasn't that actor Ramsey Bolton, or wasn't he the Bolton? Kid, no, he was the psycho the show, but he was the he played the invisible guy. Oh, okay, and he had a cool invisible power. He was invisible, and, and he could also scream, and no one could hear him. Anyway, yeah. 
so ultimately what this whole milk thing does is it sets our timetable back. You know how we're always talking about redefining oh, yeah. our human timetable. and when we, Yeah, yeah, exactly. When we develop the wheel, when we uh, developed sedimentary beds, life. Beds, fires, uh, farming, you know, huge groups of people building big things. Exactly. And so apparently 3,000 years ago, that mutation had not happened for these people yet. So somewhere mm. within the last 3,000 years, uh, Europeans uh, mutated, and the mutation spread relatively quickly across across the population because most people can drink milk. You know, it's it's I would say it's more unusual to be lactose intolerant than it is to be lactase persistence. Lactase persistence. Um, I'm trying to think of what the powers that takes. I know, like I'm trying to think like what I would do. Like, when you need to do that. Like, your enemies about to drink milk. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna destroy my whole family. I'm like, lactase persistence. It's like, <laughs> 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 like what? just drowning in the milk all of a sudden. Like, yes, I have the upper hand now. You have milk anyway, shoot I'm out sorry. of every orifice in their body. Maybe, yeah, or maybe it produces like an unending milk cup. Oh. That'd be scary. Like. You trap them in a bathtub, and it's like lactase persistence. I mean, if that in in seven minutes you shall drown, Mister Bond. The the Harry Potter world fucking sucks. Those wizards are assholes. (laughs) They could solve global hunger, poverty. They could solve fucking everything with a wave of a wand, but they're like, no. They can walk into hospitals and just be like, everyone go home. Yeah, (laughs) they really could, and then just like leave and. I yeah. wonder, like, is it probably just, you know, it's like all um, things that like, are beneficial, I guess. It just became beneficial to mutate that way. Yeah, well, they're also saying that um, part of the reason they think the mutation spread across Europe the way it did is farmers that could utilize milk from their herds were utilizing something that other farmers couldn't. Like, you can utilize more from your herd... And feed your family better and thus have more kids that survive to pass on the gene. You're more successful that way. As opposed to I was thinking the same thing, yeah. like you almost have to like yeah, I bet you like it was like pretty much a thing of necessity. It's like, well, you can drink this milk or starve, and then the ones that couldn't handle it died, and the ones that did, like, yeah, okay. So it became like another food staple. And yeah. now, many years later, here we are cheesing it up. And so uh ultimately that's why Whitey likes milk. Because uh, hell yeah, this is oh, this is a white this is a white person. Gee, I thought it was everyone. No, this is well, this is uh Europe. They tested these uh, bodies. Uh, they it was in the Ptolemy's River. I don't know where that is, but I want to say Germany or something. I don't know. Um, European, bro. Well, yeah, you're European. You're white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> anyway, anyway, drink some milk. Oh, yes, continue. Continue your hateful story. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. It would be interesting to test skeletal remains that are 3,000 years old from other continents as well. I mean, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, that would be a fascinating test to compare Ooh. when other uh, continents were able to digest milk. We're getting deeper into that DNA, aren't we? We're now we're like just picking out little bits of creatures out of every river, or now we're de- like detecting stuff. Milk things. <laughs> I remember years ago. when they started the Human Genome Project, and it was supposed to take I don't know four or five decades before uh, we could sequence the human genome, and we did it in you know no time. 
and now we're mm-hmm. we've learned so much and we're picking apart the lactose gene lactose persistence persistence all right well i kind of want to end on something funny here this wait are you talking shit on lactose persistence <laughs> that was hilarious actually i've got a story about a witch here that might actually uh she could probably use that spell on you okay oh except she's dead so jesus christ <laughs> I was a roller coaster with you. <laughs> I'm going to read you her obituary. Okay. Her name is Holly Blair. I'm not sure how she passed or how old she was, but here's the quote. She was Hol- a Blair witch? Oh. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's nice. All right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> quote. Holly, Be- Holly Blair exploded into glitter and bats on August 17th, 2020. She is survived by four spoiled cats, two stinky dogs, three bad birds, a turtle, and an utterly useless frog named Fred, as well as three children and a husband of little to no importance. Jesus. <laughs> Her remains will be interred under a tree with the ridiculous multitude of animals she rescued, both wild and domestic. Buried alive? <laughs> uh, her future plans include drinking beer with Terry Pratchett and flying across the moon on her broomstick on Halloween. She has also promised to communicate with us from beyond via the cockatiel psychic. We ask that everyone carve extra jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween this year in her honor. All hail the Wicked Witch of Juniper Road. Hey, I like the yeah, I like that. It's it's better than the boring ones. It's just like yeah, they had a nice laugh and were cool. Please. It's like whatever. Yeah. They all say that he was That's in the shoe memorable. business for thirty years. Like whatever. So nice. I want I like my obituary written like this. I want something goofy, off the wall, weird. I do too now. Right. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I think that's about it. Join us next time. We talk about that time Max and I went ghost hunting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at btmt underscore podcast and please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.